welcome to The Media Coach, a podcast designed to build your business and your brand. Well, I'm here today with the incredible Jess Watman, who has had over 20 years worth of real estate experience. Don't be fooled by her incredibly good looks, even though she looks very baby-faced, she has left <laughs> the industry for an incredibly long time. And in her career, she has worked with some of not only the most elite performing agents in the country, but she's offered support and systems to them. And what I wanted to sit down with her today and get the most out of our session was how you can maximize the most from your database by using the right systems and processes. Because let me tell you, this girl knows how to set them up. So thank you so much for joining me. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for asking me to join you. What an intro. Thank you. <laughs> you I need to pay you to come along with me and just introduce me to people. Absolutely. Lovely. I know that you really have supported some really top agents and I know that you do that now also in your business. But what I wanted to give our agent school community and the media coach community is a little bit about how they can really maximize their database, what they can do with their database and how they can extract listings from it. Because we all know real estate is a data game, but as agents, we don't typically do it well. So first question, what's the biggest mistake you see when it comes to real estate databasing? Yeah, not having a clean database. I see it time and time again. Uh, you know, you, you stick a name and phone number in there from someone that you meet in an open home and it will just sit there. Um, you really need some processes in place or some support uh, to really put the pieces together uh, and match up uh, who's living where and how long they've been in the property, when, you know, Make calls, of course, put notes in. When are they thinking of selling? And just putting those pieces together. And so if you were to work with an agent right now, and they're obviously, because there's so many different databases out there for real estate agents, you know, what are some of the top things that they should be doing with their database? If you were to sit down with someone and they said, look, here's my real estate database, what's the first couple of things they need to do? Yeah, so... The goal is, of course, more listings. And to do that, you need to meet more people. You need to have a clean, clean database. So I like to focus on an area. And a lot of agents, as you would know, focus on a core area. I like to look at that on a map, strip it down street by street, open up RP data, open up their database, and just start looking at each property, finding out who lives there. You know, what's the point of having name and phone number and address of someone in your database and they don't live there they haven't lived there for five years so it seems like a huge daunting task but let me tell you the gold that you will unearth from doing something like that is incredible and yeah it takes time it does uh, and that's why there are programs available like Rita um, you know you can use trusty old RP data um, it's not always 100% correct but it's a lot better than not doing anything at all. There's also some data like cleaning services that I've seen like ID for me that has recently come out. I've recently had a meeting with them and they offered some really cool stuff. When it comes to categorizing your database, what's the biggest thing that you see that brings success? Uh, 
pipelines, you know, putting people into pipelines or, you know, hot, warm, cold, whatever you want to call them, as long as you are, you know, really focused on who's listing in the next sort of three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, and then you've got buyers. What I often see is people categorising people as buyers, but are they really, you know, they might have come into the open home as a, a potential buyer, but really they're the person next door and they're thinking of selling in six months' time. So sticking a category on someone as a buyer, even though, yeah, they might have come into that open home, uh, they often don't stay a buyer for very long, even if they are categorised a buyer. So really finding out, and that's why small core areas work well. Um, I work with a, a young guy on the Upper North Shore and he, you know, has a really small farm area and he's absolutely killing it because he knows who every single person is. He knows when they bought it. He knows when they're selling. Um, what's the point in having a whole suburb to yourself? There's no way that you could focus on that whole suburb. So really stripping it back um, and focusing on and then categorizing them to, you know, essentially what they really are. So I guess one of the best things they could potentially do, right, is they could actually put all the addresses of their core area into their database first and then populate it from there rather than just relying on every buyer that walks through their open home. And, again, there is some really great places that you can purchase data. If you do want to look to those top places, make sure you do get in touch with Jess because I know that she does have a lot of people that she works with and I'll make sure I give those details at the end. Um, one of the biggest things I've seen go wrong with databasing, and you kind of mentioned it there with the neighbor is selling, is sending them irrelevant information. You know what I mean? Because the world, we, we live in a personalized world now. And I've, a lot of people start sending spam emails, listed to people that are not interested in that listing. Right. So you've actually got to be really careful with the buyer segmentation the other thing that I've seen is they haven't actually labelled people like landlords, potential sellers and those kind of things. So what are those major categories for me that you would recommend? Yeah, so like I said, the pipelines uh, or, you know, hot, warm, cold, whatever you want to call them, buy out absolutely the landlords. There's nothing, nothing worse than having a property that is rented through your agency in your property management department and you call them and you don't know that they're actually a client already of your agency. So landlord, tenant, um, yeah, buyers, they're the main ones. And then you can go deeper into, you know, commercial landlord. And really you can categorise, you can have your own, I know a lot of, sorry, I'm mumbling, but the main um a lot of databases have their main categories. You can add your own in. If it's going to help you segment data into how you're going to work and work well, you know, use that by all means. And so you've obviously done this for a long time and you send a lot of communications to the database. What are, one I'd love to ask you is, what are the top communications you should be doing? And maybe also in that is the tools you can be using with your database. Yeah, definitely. So Rita is a really well-known, um, it's, it's a great tool. It really is. It can help you communicate um, text, email. Um, it also has a new automation feature. So, you know, you can set one lot of text to go out at one point and then follow them up with a different text. Or if you've sent them a newsletter, you know, a, a few months later, send them um, a spring newsletter. So you 
it, it is a really great tool, but it only works as well as the data that's in the system. So you've got to make sure your categories are right on the right people. Um, there's no point sending a, you know, a, a market update to a whole bunch of people that don't actually live in that area anymore or their tenants, or, you know. So it's kind of like step one, categorise it. Step two, set up the communications within it. And step three, constantly add to it, filter it, and use tools to prospect it. For me, I feel like the top prospecting outcomes is obviously the first one has to be calls, right? Yeah. But also I can now take data from agents' real estate database and I can actually mm. put that straight into the back end of Facebook, which is incredible, you know? Amazing. Yeah. The, the third one for me is this text messaging, which I know Rita really does because I hate to say it, but I almost feel like email marketing is kind of dead in real estate, you know. Yeah. But I want to ask you an honest question because, like, I love this concept of databasing and all of that. But let's get yeah. real here. Like an agent's out there, they're listing, they're selling, they're negotiating, like, every single day. What tools or how can they get some help with their database to make this happen? We know it's a data game, but how do we make that happen in our everyday work life? Yeah, absolutely. So there, there are a couple of um, uh, a couple of people um, out there that that can help. I can help with one. I also uh, partner up with a guy down in Melbourne who is um, a database specialist. So we work together on really stripping apart the database and piecing it together. Um, and then there's VAs. You know, you can have someone in your business within your team and they can go through RP data, go through street by street and match up what is in RP data, what's in your database. They can let you know who lives there, who doesn't live there anymore and really spend the time. It's a really inexpensive way of having that hands-on approach to it. Um, that's the problem with having sometimes, a, a you know, an AI software doing it for you. They don't have that hands-on approach to really look at the data and make a decision on what needs to happen. I'd love to dive a little bit further into that with you because I know you kind of specialise in the VA world and that's something you've really moved into in mm. your field with all of this. Um, tell me, what VAs, they're really starting to rise in real estate. We've seen them in probably the last 10 years, but I've really seen an emergence over the last couple of, I guess, three to four years. For sure. How, what can a VA do for an agent? How can they support them? Mm. Yeah, it, it's really becoming really popular. Um, I guess the it, it's a very inexpensive way of having a full-time staff member on your desk handling your your database work, your um, your agent marketing, your property marketing, um, social media. Not to take the ads away from Emmy, never, <laughs> <laughs> never do that because she's the expert. But you know, if you need a, a quick sole tile whipped up in Canva, like you know you're out and about listing and selling real estate, you need someone on your desk handling all of that admin and marketing database work that you don't have time for and you shouldn't really be doing. Um, let's be honest, there's too many tasks on an agent's desk to have them doing it. Um, VAs are, yeah, like I said, a really inexpensive way of having a full-time team member on your desk, hand, handling everything for you. Anything that can be done on a computer, they can do. And we can set up really quick 
um, processes. So they have access to everything that you're doing. They can, you know, work on your vendor reports and then just send it to you for approval before it gets sent to the vendor. Stuff that would take you hours to do, they can be doing in the background while you're out listing and selling. Well, I think, you know, it's key there because agents really need to focus on the dollar productive activities that make the money, which is those prospecting and having someone that's coming in, working on your database, working on your marketing, working on administration, because the thing is in real estate is it really is admin heavy, you know, like while prospecting makes you money, there's that process that drives behind it to get the most out of it. How would they go about starting to get a VA? Because I feel like there'll be a few people listening to this going, okay, I want one. <laughs> They're going to do my marketing and my administration. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> would, yeah. would they just be best to reach out to you? Like how would they do that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's why I created AgentSync. Um, to be honest, actually, when I started AgentSync, it was to look after more of the operational system side of um, real estate but the VA side um, it, it goes hand in hand really because you know there is like you said so much admin marketing even compliance database stuff that needs to be done so reach out to me I have a really hands-on approach and um, again this is why I wanted to get into to more of the VA um, field because there are lots of VA companies out there and sure that they, they will hire you someone and give them straight to you um, and you'll be stuck doing all of the training all of the processes what we really want to do is not just give you someone you know give them an email address and, and put them in your team and and them not have that support or training that's where I come in I've you know almost 20 years of real estate experience in that operational um, back-end side of things I really want to make sure that the VAs are trained and slip right into your team you know they're they're trained up on what Australian real estate is and the software that um, you'll be using and uh, the systems the the procedures the compliance that go it all goes hand in hand yeah so reach out. <laughs> yeah. No, but look, it sounds, it's an interesting space because, you know, especially as we move into sometimes a little bit more of a challenging or a difficult market, mm -hmm. we want to kind of have a buyer's agent there, but we may not be able to afford their wage or we may be even just growing that little bit further. And it's like, we still need someone to support the underpinning of the business. Yeah. And I, you know, I've worked in real estate a really long time, obviously everyone knows, but I've even found VAs to be so instrumental in supporting mm. the backbone of any business because I say it lovingly, but they'll often do the tasks that you would upskill someone to do and they'll do it for six months and then they'll want to quit because they're sick of doing that task. Yeah. VAs, you know, they tend to love it and really appreciate that kind of work and specialise in it and they become that little realm. So I'm sure there'll be a few that want to reach out onto that. Um, last thing, is there any recommendations that you have for databasing? Like, is there any database that you really love? There's so many providers out here and it's yeah. not a provider plug, but it's <laughs> one of the questions I get asked all the time. What database should I use? I mean, what database? And if I'm very honest, you know, I ask for exports from data for what I do. I don't yeah. manage agents' databases. I probably come to you for that help. Um, but what what can you recommend, like the top three, maybe we can give them on what they should be looking at if they're currently struggling yeah. with their database? Yeah, for sure. So I have worked with AgentBox for a long time, so I love that database. I love their prospecting 
uh, Prospector, it's called, um, system in there because it does integrate with Agent Box. So I do love that. I also really like Vault, Zenu, um, but they're all very similar. So if you, if you find one that you love, you know, stick with it, but make sure the data is, is clean and you've got a process in place whether it be a VA or something like Rebot, which is um, a, a company I work really closely with down in Melbourne, and they can plug into the back of your database and help help clean it. You know, they have processes in place to really clean that data. Um, even simple things like formatting. So, you know, you don't want to send out a text message to, you know, Jim and you've got the J as, as a lower case. You know, just little things like that that take time. You know, there are products out there that can help um so yeah happy to have a chat to anyone about that sort of stuff at any time so lovely what is the best way if someone's listening to this right now what is the best way i know obviously i follow you on follow for follow on instagram (laughs) what are some of the best ways that they can probably is social media probably one of the fastest one that they yeah i think so I, i hang out on instagram a bit um you can you can pop over there and and jump into my my dms uh it's jess <laughs> slide into my dms jess under uh, sorry jess watman underscore agent sync um or you can send me an email jess at agentsync.com.au you are amazing thank you so much for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure having you and until next interview thanks so much for everyone for joining us thank you so much Bye.